Hello, this is Mike Lance again from Lance Financial in Naperville, Illinois. Wanted to greet you on part two of our of our podcast on retirement, retirement income. Derek Reardon here as well. I'm happy to be back for the second part. Dan Rolfing, uh, happy to discuss retirement income again. And this is Maddie. And like Mike said on part one, they talked about the history of their work on income planning. And now we're going to dive into the first two parts of our planning in our Lance way. And so, Dan, why don't you start talking to us about the first part, psychological part of retirement? Are there usually any questions you like to ask? Thanks, Maddie. This is actually really the, the maybe the most important part of the process from a why are you doing this? Why do you want to retire? And we're trying to get at what are the what are the reasons that you want to move to this next chapter of your life? And you know, it can be different for everybody. It, it really is. And so we've got a, a few different tools that we that we can deploy here for you. One thing is we have some apps that we can roll out to people that just can go through a series of questions on what their expectations and concerns are for retirement. And you can run through some sliders on those and say, uh, I expect to have a quiet lifestyle or an active lifestyle. I expect to to spend a lot of time with family and friends. I might change where I, I expect to live in a different place. I, I want to focus on hobbies. I want to I want to look to open and start a, a, a small business. That, that I, What are the things you haven't been able to do because you've been working? Uh, what do you want retirement to look like? Um, the other side of it might be the things you might be concerned about as you retire. Once you retire, what do you worry about? Do you worry about your health down the road? If you're if you're in a relationship, do you worry about your your spouse or your partner's health? Uh, do you worry about having to take care of family unlimited resources because you retired? It's one thing to have income coming in and, and being spending on and spend it on family, but it's something to not have uh, a job and suddenly you might have these other expenses. Will you still have to help out uh, your children? Uh, are you worried about inflation? Are you worried about not having a paycheck? Are you worried that you might be bored if you're not working? You know, work can mean a lot of different things to people. It, can, it has benefits beyond just income. We want to know if you've thought about what does work bring to me that I will lose that isn't just the negative side. There's a lot of positives, okay? Um, we really want to know what's important to you about your money because what does that mean? Um, people might say, well, security and your freedom, but flesh those out. What does it mean to have security with your money? What does freedom with your money mean? So we're trying to get for the, to the reason of why you have your money. So, and we also can send out with uh, uh, packets where you can fill out the old way by hand, or we have a conversation. We set some phone calls up. Let's get together and talk about this. Let's flesh this out. Sometimes it's a lot easier to talk these things through rather than go through just an online process or just go through another packet of paper. So these are the things you're trying to get at is why do you want to retire? What are you not doing today that you would do if you did retire? And what are you worried about if you pull this trigger that is going to be suddenly thrust upon you that, okay, now what do I do? I've retired and I can't go back and these things are in the way. So we really want to make sure you've thought about the the, the pros and cons of this process and, and how you're going to feel once you're no longer going to work every day. Oh, I was just going to... To interject and say, you know, we talked in the first part uh, about how people plan vacations, you know, and, and spend a lot of time and effort in planning those things. I mean, any you talked about the day the online tools we have is your experience that this takes 15, 20 minutes. A packet of paper is usually a daunting task for clients. Um, is it something that clients have found an easy, kind of quick process to go through and maneuver? 
Well, I think it's either way. It can be a quick process. I think sometimes when somebody has really done this sort of psychological homework on their own and they're ready to, to, to flesh this out, it can be a 15 or 20 minute conversation with us that says, yeah, here's what I'm thinking about. Here's what, here's what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm excited about. And, and they're ready to go. Other times it's kind of just been, well, why do you want to retire? Well, I'm, I'm just, I've reached this age and, it's, and I retire. retire. And, right. and, but what are you not doing today that you wish you were doing? Well, well I do not do, do you hate your job? No, I love it. So what, what are you, what are you angling for? And then it's starting to really get real and it starts to expose some inconsistencies and maybe why people are thinking about this, because you really have to be honest with not us, but yourself of what is my end goal here? What is this next chapter going to look like? So that can actually extend that process, maybe not directly with us in a conversation, maybe asking you to go back and think about what does this really mean? It's part of the reason we want to get you going on this a little sooner than you think, right? This isn't something where, hey, I can retire. I want to retire by the next week or when would you like to retire? Tomorrow. It's more along the lines of, okay, over the next year or two, let me, you know, as we're ramping up to this, think about what's not happening today that I wish was happening or what am I worried about happening if I do this? You know, I'll, I'll just uh, interject that uh, we talked about in the, in the first part of this podcast about setting a timeline, an individualized timeline for, for someone as they're looking at retirement. And my experience has been that, you know, over 32 years, if you set a timeline for someone, rarely do they stick to it. Uh, generally speaking, it, it gets accelerated. Sometimes it gets extended, but most of the time it gets accelerated. And what I mean by that is if we're, if we're planning for five years off, I've just kind of noticed the psychological trend or behavioral trend from from folks as they near retirement is they, they get exhausted. We've all been kind of pushed to the limit over the last 15 years or so in terms of work and and demands and travel and so forth. And so, you know, people are kind of stressed out, so to speak. And so they they tend to want to compress that time frame and and then couple that with maybe somebody that's a coworker or a family member gets gets ill and they start to think about their own life, their own mortality, and they, they generally want to accelerate those plans. And so we, we, you know, we have the ability to kind of sit down and then as we, as we go through this, we'll see the financial aspect of it, but basically tie those two things together and make sure that, Hey, if your, if your plan changes, um, how does the, the money aspect fit with that? And I think it's a really important dynamic because we've been able to sit and talk with clients about when we're talking through the psychological piece. Maybe it's not stopping work. Maybe it's just stopping to work 50 hours a week or, or traveling for, for work. Maybe they can work three hours. Maybe they can work two hours. Maybe they can work, you know, three and a half days. Is there things that they could do that might actually refresh them that they don't necessarily want to stop? And they feel it's either 100% in or 100% out. And, and maybe there's some things that we can do. We've also had the ability to sit down with clients that maybe have left a, a sales role or, or some role where they're able to start their own consulting business and and kind of work on their own time once they get into retirement. And and a lot of times people find that they don't work as much as they they think they're going to, but but it gives them an opportunity that maybe they didn't think about prior to um, you know, considering leaving work. And so those are the things that we just like to talk through and explore the different options. And so it doesn't make it uh, kind of a, a black and white date out there in terms of it's this or it's this. Maybe there's some other things that we can do. Well, we've seen these cases, right, Mike, where somebody has retired sooner than they should have. And it's not a financial thing. They're, they're fine. Financially, they're fine. The plan's going to work. It's the mental side where they retired too soon. And now they're, for lack of a better word, lost. And what are they doing? Why are you 
why did you retire without ever having explored? Were there options at my current job where I could have just cut back? Did I even attempt to go to them and say, you know, rather than just not show up the next day, what if I just came and, and downshifted this job a little bit, but you still have access to me? And those are options that are out there these days, shifting some responsibilities, but still having your expertise. Think about the fact that you've put together a career of knowledge and expertise that is valuable to the organization you're currently with. They might be amenable to, on a limited basis, allowing you to experience some of the things you're really looking forward to without completely cutting that cord altogether. Well, I think what you've you've seen is you've seen uh, clients in this lifetime that have still had generations that that are relatives that, historically speaking, everyone worked till they were 65, collected a pension for seven or eight years, and their life expectancy said that they wouldn't be around again by the time they were in their low 70s. And that has shifted. And so I suspect as we look at our kids and their kids, that they will see retirement as a longevity process. And I think that's still a, a paradigm shift for a lot of folks because they kind of think that there's this time frame and you have a, you know, you have a small window. When the reality today is you see things like pickleball that are exploding in the retired communities and people are playing longer and longer and doing things longer and longer uh, that we didn't maybe see 20, 30, 40 years ago with some of our previous generations. So we just like you to think about don't run away from things, try to run to something and think about what is the next chapter really going to look like. After we get to think about the why, it's time to move on to the second part of the process, and that's taking inventory of your assets and sources of income. So do you want to talk a little bit more little bit more about those? Yeah, sure. I'm happy to take that one, Maddie. Um, you think about, obviously, assets, the thing that comes to mind. What's in my 401k? Um, do I have any other outside savings, uh, whether it's, you know, hopefully with land, right? Um, or anywhere, anywhere else, um, of, of different types of investments, bank, those, those, those types of things. Um, we also want to think about your allocation, your investments, where is it all just market related investments? Is it real estate? Uh, maybe you're an owner in your own business. Um, yeah, moving not further along would be your risk tolerance as well. And, and how comfortable are you with your current investment portfolio? Um, and then moving on guaranteed income sources, right? Social security, pensions, annuities. So all these different types of things we want to get an understanding financial net worth is and how those, all those things come into, into play for what are the goals? What, what is the retirement going to look like for you? And again, we have a number of tools that allow us to inventory this with you. We can do it online, uh, where you, you go on your own, we, we roll out the app to you and, and you can go in and, and, and basically connect. Your accounts to the system, and and we start getting data feeds and those things. Or you can upload statements. Uh, you can go in and you could type it in on the app if you want the old fashioned way. We can send you a checklist that's exhaustive, and it does. You know, those things are there that don't apply to everybody, but at least it gives you like, oh, I do have that check. I'll go pick that up. Or I've got that. I don't have that. Leave it alone. Uh, so there's a number of ways that we can pull this all together, and sometimes it's just that a 15 minute, 20 minute conversation, phone conversation that says, hey. I, on the checklist, I had these 10 things and I pulled these statements. Let me send it over to you. You guys can pull it all in. And this is how we start to build the shell of your financial plan. You know, and if you've already been a longtime client of ours, we have some of this stuff, most of it, but always there's other things out there that when you start to focus on it, you can start to pull it in. Well, I think the, the, the important part of this being one of the process uh, processes is the fact that if we, if we commingle gathering your assets and your your liabilities at the same time. I think it's human nature that you're going to spend 80 to 85% of your time evaluating your assets because it's not as much fun to evaluate your liabilities. But 
what we have found is that that's the area that most plans get derailed in. So we really want to break that part out. And we'll talk about that at a later a later podcast. But for, for, for today, we want to just look at gathering all of the assets because that's the fun part of the process of your actual factual things. And th- this is where we go through. And in a perfect world, if we look at what your, your you know fixed expenses are, remember we talked about in part one, your needs, wants, and wishes. If we look at what your needs are, if it's possible, we can match up your fixed payments like Social Security, pensions, and annuities to your to your needs. That that's a big step in the process. And uh, again, it's it's not something that I think you can just sit down and, and take a sheet of paper out and do. I think you want to really be well rounded and pull it all out and take a look at it because uh, there's there's kind of an art to this. Plus, then we can take a look at what's a reasonable inflation assumption. Uh, again, something that we haven't had to deal with for twenty to thirty years. In the planning process, but I think that's one of the big dangers for newly retirees today is the fact that their purchasing power continues to go down. Uh, anyone who's gone out to eat any time in the last uh, six months knows exactly what I'm talking about in terms of the increase in costs, and those are multiplying over uh, utility bills, etc. So I, I think it's important for us to sit down and really kick the tires on on what your assets look like and what you think that they can support. So many times. In, a, in the planning process, people skip over the psychological part, which is why we break it out additionally. And they look at just purely their assets and they look at if they get to a certain number that they're, that they're good without ever doing the, the, the background work in terms of steps one and steps three. Uh, so I, I think that we, that's why we do them all. And that's why we do them all in order because it's not just simply hitting a number. We, we tend to think that there was a commercial a few years ago that was a really good commercial where people walked around and they had their number above their head. And we think that was a great commercial and people remember it. And in fact, some of you listening today probably can picture yourself kind of kind of smiling to that commercial. We, we think it was great. We think it's very appropriate, but we actually think it's the wrong number. We think the number should be what are your needs as opposed to a factual number because that factual number doesn't factor into account the things that you want to do. It doesn't factor in inflation, that kind of thing. And so um, we we want to make sure that we take the time to really gather all of the, the necessary things that you've got. We're also asking you to pull together uh, other financial products, if you will, that you've acquired, like life insurance policies and, and long-term care policies and other insurance items and stuff like that, because these things might shift in their necessity once you're no longer working and earning income. And these are things that, again, we're trying to build the initial shell of your financial plan. Uh, well, we don't get into the the monthly expense part of your liabilities. We do need to know in, in this stage uh, what debts you have that are going to go against that financial net worth or net out to that financial net worth. Because, again, we're trying to build that snapshot of where do you stand today so that we can start to build out the planning side with the you know the next podcast, which is going to focus more on developing those needs, wants, and wishes in, the, in your inventory of expenses. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining us today. And we hope you will tune in for part three of the series covering the next three parts of the Lanceway process, which are inventory of expenses, developing the plan and monitoring the plan. Thank you again. Investment information presented should not be considered as individual investment advice. You should consider your individual investment objectives and risk tolerances before making investment decisions. Not all strategies discussed may be suitable for all investors. Non-investment topics discussed are for informational purposes only and should not be considered legal or tax advice. Individuals should consult with their own legal or tax advisor concerning their own specific situation. Investment advisory services offered through Lance Financial, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. 